Hey, Bob Squad. Before we begin today, just a couple of quick announcements. First, Bobcast is now on Instagram. So you can follow us on Instagram as well as Facebook and Twitter at Bobcast to get all the latest Bobcast updates. Second, there are still a few days left to enter the Bob Stakes giveaway. We are giving away a copy of Herman Bovink's book, The Sacrifice of Praise. To enter, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or our new Instagram. We've opened it up to all three platforms. And also leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can do that on an Apple device or in iTunes on a PC. On June 25th, we will draw one winner from the list of those who have left us a five-star review and followed us on social media. And we will announce the winner next week on episode 13. The Bob Stakes giveaway is open to the continental U.S. only. And now, sit back and enjoy Bobcast episode 12. Bobcast. 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 This is the Bobcast, a podcast exploring Reformed theology through the works of Herman Bovink. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in for another exciting episode of the Bobcast. This is episode 12. I'm Mark. I'm Andrew. And I'm Caleb. We're marching on through chapter 3 of Herman Bovink's The Wonderful Works of God, picking up on page 20, talking about general revelation. We see now the third attribute of revelation proceeds from God, and which has God as its content, it also has God as its purpose. This revelation is of him and through him, and it is to him also. And he continues that it, all things were made for himself, quoting Romans eleven thirty six and Proverbs sixteen four. Uh, I mean, all of creation is to the glory of God. Um, that is, I mean, that, that's particularly why he goes and uh, reveals himself to man that we might know him for who he is of his glory and honor him and praise him for his wonderful works of creation i'll say it because if i don't say it mark will say it it's that westminster one language again man's (laughs) chief end is to glorify god and to enjoy him forever you know that's right in a way it's like what he's revealed about himself yes it's not the knowledge of god in and of himself as he is it is not the total exhaustive comprehensible complete knowledge of god but it is a display of his richness still it is i mean for for us as creatures and being so limited so so limited even that we can we can't even understand other people we can't even understand our friends uh, maybe even our spouses at times i don't understand you guys (laughs) <laughs> exactly i i yeah that's fair known you for some time haven't i have no idea uh what you're all about but that god reveals himself in such a way that i mean he reveals his his wonders to us he reveals his treasures in jesus christ and we get to ponder and think about it even to the point where i mean how many podcasts do you have uh going in sitting and pondering on these things all the the countless tomes and works that go and sit and uh look to drill into to, to mine this wonderful depository of what god has revealed of himself right i mean i can't i can't help but think of my church back home in michigan uh you know we we always sing you know the romans doxology oh the depths of the riches uh both the wisdom and knowledge of god how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out 
that Bobby has right here. He says, Revelation, therefore, cannot have its final purpose in man. It's not about you. In part, it passes him by and it soars on beyond him. Like, that's great. That's beautiful, you mean. That's why I was going to go, but I didn't want to be redundant. Uh, I, th- I think we can be redundant in this point. That's that's just the thing I think that has to be driven home here for all of us uh, at all points and all times, constantly in the forefront of our mind. Wait a minute, Caleb. Are, are you saying that these are wonderful works of God? These are wonderful works oh. of God. <laughs> Book title reference. <laughs> And they are wonderful words of God uh, in that we have uh, the fullness of the revelation of him in in Jesus Christ, the word revealed, and uh, all the scripture that speaks to him. Uh, this, this act that he's done in sending the Son. These things have caused us to ponder on him just time and time again. And that someday we might see these things in their in their glory face to face. Bobby even makes the point of talking about how uh, in the middle of that same paragraph, Angels far exceed man in uh, their understanding of, uh, I mean, they right now they see the Lord face to face. And yet, nonetheless, we who, who share the, the divine image, the image of God that was breathed into, this, uh, into us at creation, this a richness in being able to come to this glory and understanding and to anticipate it in this life. In this this pilgrim journey, uh, waiting to get to this uh, this eternal celestial kingdom of heaven, and then finally gaze upon and have not only understanding by faith but by sight, just as real as you know, as, as I sit here, uh, the sight of a you know this desk, I can put my hands on it, uh, the microphone, and uh, in the book in front of me, I can truly see the Lord God face to face. It was just really striking me at the core, though. Even when I'm looking at it right now and talking about it, it just really strikes me at the core. Because um, I think that that one of these things of pondering the angels uh, looking upon the glory of God and me as a, you know, as this finite, uh, sinful creature that's been redeemed through the blood of Christ and is just barely coming to this understanding and doesn't see these things by sight, but by faith, that topic just really, um, really hits at me. The angels crouched before the throne singing holy 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 with an understanding of sight and we sing holy 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 uh in the congregation of the church uh which there's a richness there but uh to know that that's going to be full um someday really almost brings me to tears when i think about that very constantly so 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 although although the final purpose is not man man does have an important place in this this revelation right guys Mm -hmm. yep we yeah. have a we have a place in Revelation as the recipients of it. God uses this revelation to draw us to Himself, so that He He might fulfill His eternal covenant purposes of redeeming us, that we might have eternal life. That yeah, that we might have eternal life and uh, honor and even serve the Lord God for who He is. Now, I was referencing if you get into that paragraph there the second paragraph from the end uh towards the middle the gospel must be preached to all creatures so that believing they might have eternal life uh but this cannot be the final and highest purpose of of revelation it belongs to man to know and serve god there is a uh there is a requirement of knowing god and uh, honoring him for who he is savingly or even uh, in our condemnation. All of creation must hear the word of God proclaimed, the testimony of who God is as creator, whether by uh, this being testified in creation by the stars in the sky, uh, the trees in the field, 
uh, the medical advancements, whatever, all these things that the Lord has given, they testify to who he is. Or they hear the word of God proclaimed, Jesus Christ came to reveal the Father and save sinners by his blood and resurrection. In either case, man must know God and they must give him honor and glory. And that's the final and highest purpose of revelation at the end of days. Well, and everyone knows to some extent that they should do this. I mean, we all have the law of God written on our hearts, even the unbelievers. You go ask someone who's not a Christian, they still think it's wrong to lie. They think it's wrong to steal. They think it's wrong to murder. That's because God has written these things on our hearts. So we all have that revelation, too, in in God's moral law. And we all transgress it. So we have that revelation, and we can't even do that. We owe that obligation to God, and we know we do, and we fall short. Yeah, and I mean, how, how much we fall short, even I mean, in in a way, something like say Psalm ninety eight that speaks of. Uh, I mean, you have a you have a number of psalms that talk about creation praising God. The even creation, uh, the rivers, uh, the mountains and the trees and the hills will clap their hands and sing in honor of God, their creator. And man doesn't do that. Uh, so whereas these these psalms are uh, praise psalms, there is also a flip side of condemnation of those that do not honor him to clap their hands and lift up their voices and singing. Creation, even though man is to know creation, is to subdue it, creation knows its creator. And we know our creator, even if many men pretend that they do not. Yeah. Right. And our final purpose is to glorify him. And, and, And we see this revelation pointing ultimately to the person and work of Jesus Christ. The, the, this this high point of revelation, as Bavink says here, in the last paragraph there on page 20. Everything before building up to it, everything since reflecting back upon the incarnation of Christ. Yeah, everything in redemptive history is 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 moving in and it's pointing to this one thing, and, and, and that, is, that is the person and work of Jesus Christ. Well, and even outside of history as we know it, because as... We've mentioned before briefly the triune God before the world was made, before creation, before time, outside of time, God covenanted to redeem humanity in Christ. And then after this world is gone in eternity in heaven, we will praise God. We will praise Christ for the redemption he has won for us. Bavink says in that revelation of the the son of man as the highest revelation of God, in that uh, faith, the Christian stands, he has learned to know God in the person of Jesus Christ, whom God has sent. God himself, who said that the light should shine out of the darkness, as Caleb was alluding to earlier, what we were talking about with light and darkness, that unapproachable light has come to earth and is the one who has shined in his heart in order to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And as John 1 says, the light has shone into the darkness in the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, and, and uh, same thing with we've, uh, Psalm uh, 119. You know, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Uh, Jesus Christ is that word. Jesus Christ is that one 
that shows us that path to properly understand things of creation in their relation to God, their creator. You know, the people living in the darkness in this way see this great light and this light illuminates the glory of the Father. That light is this glory of the Father. The darkness of what we uh, suppress in our hearts, no matter how uh, beneficial these things in creation, these things in science, uh, no matter how beneficial the internet or the printing press or medical advancements are, if we don't understand them in the light of God, they'll mean nothing. They'll remain in darkness and the darkness will never overcome the light. And with that, we're out of time on today's Bobcast. We thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you learned something. And until next time, Toadzines. 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 Thank you for listening to Bobcast. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a five-star review where you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bobcast. And email questions or comments to bobcast at gmail.com. Bobcast is a member of the Society of Reform Podcasters. Subscribe to the Society of Reform Podcasters feed to get more great theological content. Music is City of God by Rudy Manrique. We hope you'll join us again next time.